Welcome to Jersey Girls with Paige and Austin. I'm Paige. And I'm Austin. And what's up, Austin? Oh, you know, I was driving Baylor to school this morning, and I cannot tell you how happy I was to hear the sports reporter on iHeartRadio finally, after years of listening to this, finally report on women's sports. Oh my gosh, I could not tell you. I started screaming and cheering. Baylor was like, what, what, what? And I was like, girl, the women's national team, they beat Canada, and they're reporting it on the radio. I was really excited about yes, that. Yes, girl. You've been on their head on Twitter, I though. know I have. I just I cannot stand it. It doesn't make sense to me. No one yeah. wants to hear about the Royals losing again, again, again. All this amazing female athletic situations are going on all summer long. Preach. And all we're talking about is Royals losing. Preach. And sh- also, just to say, shout out to the U.S. Women's National Soccer yes. Team. I read or I heard on ESPN earlier that they... You're going to have to help me with this. They haven't conceded <laughs> a goal during a qualify a World Cup qualifying game in like 4,000 days. Yeah, they're just insanely good. They're That's insanely good. I, I saw that their record in World Cup qualifiers is 61 and 1. So they've Whatever only that not means, won. That's amazing. They've only not won two games. <laughs> like, Wild. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So. Um, and then what else? We went to oh, we went to shop in Grub this past weekend at the old Napsker. Yeah, I like to say shop, grub, and sweat. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it was so hot, y'all. But we did some serious networking. We met some really incredible people we can't wait to have on sometime. We had some really great ideas with women in business in Wichita. So that was a lot of fun. And yeah, I loved it. Yeah, and you made a video. I did. I did make a TikTok. Um, I'm getting pretty good about those TikToks. No big deal. Right. You cut it down from editing for five hours yep. to two hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three and a half. Killing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so uh, what's up with you? Okay, so shopping grub. So for mm. those of you who don't know, which is everybody except my family probably listening to this right now, yeah. my car's uh, basically a de- death trap at this point. So it just doesn't, there's every time. I get in it. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. So, shop and grab, right? Yeah. Forever ago, like, okay, forever, like earlier this summer, my door handle broke on my driver's side, okay? But my dad showed me how I could still use it to get in. So, you just hold it a certain way, you can still get in. So, I use that after shopping grab. I'm like, hi, you know, I'm sitting in the parking lot, like trying to let my air conditioner cool down, which doesn't actually happen because my car's a death trap. Right. And so then I'm like, pull out the parking lot, and all of a sudden my door flies open on the driver's side. Door flies off. I was like, what? Did I not close it? You know, sometimes I sit there with the door open. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I did close it, but the door handle was stuck so that it was still open, no. and I drove, like, a whole block like no. that, and had to hop out of my car. I was on, like, First Street with my door, like, flying you in the wind. Me. You should have called me. <laughs> and I, I figured it out. I figured it out, but, like, literally in the middle of an intersection, so. I love, I love that you waited until this moment to tell the story <laughs> so we can record, because you wanted to tell me earlier, you know, and you wouldn't, but I love it. You know, you know my All role. I have to say is, wear your seatbelt, because I was good. Yeah. Because of that. <laughs> um, honestly, my best advice is can you use duct tape or electrical tape? Because that's scary. <laughs> well, I got it fixed. I got it fixed. <laughs> so we're good now. That's so good. we're good. Well, I'm Anyways. glad you survived your death trap car. You know, for now. Yeah. We'll see yeah. how much longer we'll it lasts. See. Yeah. Yeah, go. to be determined. <laughs> well, um, also this weekend, we, we hit some road bumps. Casual, very casual road um, bumps. Our guest today actually came in clutch for us because we really had a hard time this weekend with recording, but it's all good. <laughs> life happens. Just schedules, you know, so, life is hard. Life happens. Yeah, we get it. It does. Um, so this week's guest is a former high school football standout turned journalist. His studies in journalism took him to South Korea to cover the Winter Olympics with some of the best athletes on the planet. He then became a sports and news reporter and anchor at KWCH in Wichita. Welcome to Topping's Tavern, Braxton Jones. Yes. What's up? What's going on? That's a great intro i'll, vin- I'll venmo you that around. later that was that's that's crazy that like, awesome. for hire anyone needs a good intro just let I'm us really know trying to hit i'm really trying to hit on the intros that's that, that like, was great yeah. that was awesome all the credit goes to page <laughs> well you know it's easy to do when you got good guests so oh, it's all good it's all good so braxton what's up Man, uh, not a lot besides the temperature outside. Uh, right. Like it's it's, so it's starting to get disrespectful. Like <laughs> I was leaving, you know, my job today, and like you just feel it. Like it's like the sun is like, haha, I got you. So it, it's honestly the worst, and that's crazy because like I don't mind the heat, 
uh, growing up, I spent a lot of time down in Alabama. That's where my dad's from. So, but it's like the humid heat. This mm-hmm. is like the dry, like if you touch something, you burn heat. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yo, what did we do? Like, step <laughs> out the front door, instant sweat. It's instant yes. sweat. Sweat stuff. Well, there right is, there. Um, you know, if your door doesn't close on your car, it's a nice little air conditioning. It's a nice breeze. Yeah. <laughs> Adds a little element of air conditioning. So, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. It's hot. It's hot. So, anyways, well, um, let's get into let's let's get to know Braxton Jones. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's take it back. So you played football in yeah. high school. Mm-hmm. So you switch. You went to Southeast mm-hmm. for three years. Three years. Yep. And then you went to Derby. Mm-hmm. Why'd you go to Derby? So I actually I went to Northeast Magnet, which is crazy. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah. And you played at Southeast. And I played at Southeast. Okay. Yeah. And so. Uh, I was three years, and you know, don't get me wrong, I love the guys I played with at Southeast. It was a lot of fun um, competing in the city league. Uh, we played against you know some of those Heights teams that came through there when they were on a roll. You know, going against guys like Dreamer Smith, um, Evan Wessel. I remember that was my sophomore year. My my first year, my freshman year of the city league was crazy. You had guys like Joe Randall, Blake mm-hmm. Bell. You had uh, Bryson Arthur Brown. That, the DeShazers. Yeah, the DeShazers. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was still yeah. in that in that era that was kind of leaving, and that was like the welcome to high school football, which was crazy. <laughs> um, so I did three years there. Uh, I'd left. I think it was kind of for me. So I'd met a good friend of mine, uh, Tyler West. We were working out together. He was a running back in Derby back in the back back in the day, back in uh, 2012. Uh, 2011, 2012, he was a really good running back. We had worked out together. We became really, really good friends. And he was like, man, like, what if we did this over at Derby? And I was like, uh, you know, I never thought about going to Derby. You know, because when you're in Southeast, it's like, man, that's across the tracks. Mm-hmm. Like, man, they'll, they'll, mess with, they'll mess with y'all like that over there. So I'm like, man, okay, like, uh, I'll give it a shot. And I remember I, I went and I watched, like, a workout. And it was something like I'd ever seen before, like working out before school. Because, of course, I'm in Northeast, so it's like super academic, super heavy. But I'm not getting like the full experience of being a high school athlete or being at a high school where like mm-hmm. pep rallies and things like that yeah. happen. So um, I went there and watched the work. I was like, dang, like this is crazy. Like, they're doing stuff I've never done before. And like I know back then I wanted to play big time college football. So I was like, man, this is the next step. This like, is this, where I need to be. This is where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went there and I talked to Clark. Um, I talked to, you know, I got to shadow for like a day. We went to a couple classes. Uh, because Derby had started back a day before 259 had started back. So I shadowed that day, talked to Clark, talked to Hamlin, talked to a lot of different people. And they were like, you know, we're not going to recruit you to come here. But, you know, if you want to come here, like, you'll work for everything you get. Like, you'll be a – it's a good opportunity so for building here. And I was like, man, that's really cool. So um, I went home, slept on it. The next day I told my mom I wanted to transfer. And – uh, I did that. I was a I was a high school dropout for two hours when I uh, <laughs> dropped out and uh, took all of my paperwork and my transfers over to Derby, and then the rest was kind of history. You know, it was a tough decision, but looking back on it, it was probably one of the best decisions that I've made. You know, just because not only from my football career, but personally, you know, some of my best friends, um, even to this day, are people that I met at Derby and people that I've played with and people that I've known just from being in that community. And you know, it's nothing like you know Friday nights out there. It's crazy. And so doing that, even for a year, my biggest regret is like, I wish I'd done it sooner. Like, I wish Mm -hmm. I'd have been out there earlier to be able to experience that. But, you know, the path that I took, you know, it it ended up working out. And I I always say, like, everything that I do is connected. You know, if I didn't go to Derby, who's to say I don't go to play college? I played Hutch two years. If I don't go there, I don't meet, you know, certain people help me get to K-State. If I don't go to K-State, I don't, you know, go to the the Olympics. I don't go to New York. I don't go to L.A. I don't go to do all these things. And I don't come back and work in news. It's like... Every single step of that journey is connected. And it's kind of weird to think about that, but every single, you know, part of that, if you make a decision another way, it could change everything. So uh, I'm grateful for, for everything and, and every all, all the people that I've met, my time there, even though it was brief, um, but it's still, still a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. It's like a domino effect. You know? yeah, oh, yeah. It really is. So, what was, so then you played at Hutch. So what was, like... Another big time football program. Yeah. 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 What was that decision like? Were you wanting to go that route? Were you wanting to go like big D1 or like what What was your thoughts on that? I think that was the dream, but I wasn't getting that look, those looks at a, at a high school, at least not from an offer perspective. I could have walked on at a couple of D2s, mm-hmm. but um, I, I always knew that um, if I went Juco, the the whoever got me after those two years was going to get a better player than they were getting yeah. at a high school, which, which was cool. It. And it was like, I'm going there. And my big thing, too, is, like, 
I was, I've always been in a mindset where I want to pay my parents back for everything they've done for me. And so, like, if I can go to school and it's paid for right off the bat, I'm getting all these genetic classes out the way. Like, I'm not, I'm taking this, the, all the courses I need at Hutch. Cool. Boom. Um, so off the field, that was a big thing for me. I wanted to get gen eds done cheap. They were paying for it. I think by the time I left Hutch, I had finagled it to where I was paying, you know, basically my tuition and books was covered. And then I was an RA, so room and board was covered. So I'm like, man, I'm, I was paying for those fees, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. So I wanted to make it easier on my parents. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget, you know, the coaches came down and recruited me. And they came to my mom's house and sat in my mom's living room. And they told me that they wanted me to come play for them. And, you know, that's recruiting is a, is a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you they tell you what you want to hear in that, right. in that moment, which I think they did really want me to come there. Um, but then I got there and it was like, the, it was a whole different, whole different experience. The work is different. You've got guys who are literally coming from Division One universities that are trying to do the same thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. The guys who are supposed to go to Division One universities but just didn't make the grades, and right. you're like, damn, yeah. like, or they got in trouble, or, or they got in trouble. They, yep. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's crazy because it, it makes you question um, if you can hang, and I questioned that, and it got me for a minute. So I took, I ended up taking a year off, and I was a student coach for a while. And I was around the game. I knew I wanted to be around football. And then, honestly, it was like, yo, like, I have to get back out and play. So I, it was crazy. Worked my way back. You know, got back in shape over a summer. I think I lost, like, 40 pounds in the summer to get back in shape to play my sophomore year. Okay. And um, it, was, it was stuff like that. But Juco taught me how to work. Ju- Juco taught me, like, you mm-hmm. have to. There are better people out there. You just have to find your way on the field. So I didn't like. I'm not gonna sit here and say I played every down. I was on special teams. Like that was because I think the guys ahead of me, if I remember correctly, uh, for my position group, one went to Texas A&M. Uh, one I played with. Shouts to my guy Kyle. He's in the CFL now. He was at Arkansas State. Mm. Um, golly, Lakell uh, and Les went to UTSA. Uh, Brock Long, who's a year ahead of me, went to Fort Hayes. So you just had a guys in that position group that were crazy good and talented. Serious um, depth. Yeah, serious yeah. depth. And out of state, like, dudes are fast. Darius Wright, he's my first roommate. He went to East Carolina before going to another school. And it's like, these dudes are, are insane. And they're good. And, and it's all the way around the board. And back yeah. then, like, it was easier for Kansas kids to make the roster because they had the rule. Right. That you had to, you can only have 20 out of state kids, and everybody mm-hmm. else had to be a Kansas kid because that's how the Board of Regents worked. Mm-hmm. Taxpayer dollars that rule's gone now, so it's like you go to some of these games now, and like you might see one or two Kansas kids on yeah. the roster. Neither here nor there. I don't know how I feel about it. Love the guys out of Hutch, love Coach Gooch, AD, uh, Coach Dallas. They just won a natty. Um, that's not their decision, but I just feel like you know, there's it was it was it was definitely easier for a Kansas kid to get on the roster and then to be able to play. And get some time, but no, nah, it definitely showed me like you just got to go out and do it. And I met some of the best athletes in the world that I've played against there, played with there. Uh, my last year, we finished number four in the nation, one game away from the national championship game. Uh, Jeremiah Ledbetter, uh, Marquavius Lewis, both went to the NFL. Led is still in. Lou is actually back here mentoring, coaching, doing some stuff here in the community. So shouts to him. Uh, Alvin Kamara was the running back on that team. Um, obviously, he was with the Saints, and you know, he's uh, he's one of the best players I've ever seen touch a football. It was uh, he was out of this world. Funny story about him. It was actually kind of cool when I was covering the Super Bowl in Miami a few years ago um, with the he Chiefs. Says that so casually, <laughs> <laughs> covering the Super Bowl with the Chiefs down in Miami, and <clears throat> so they had like this big, you know, kind of a media level where basically Radio Row is. That's where all the athletes are promoting their next product. There, you know, everybody's everybody up there, and it's like us. Our spot is probably at the end of this hallway, media rows in the middle, and then the escalator to get downstairs to the convention center is right there. And like everybody's like walking past him. And we we walk by, we make eye contact. I was like, there's no way he remembers me. Like this guy's went to Tennessee, he was a star there, he got drafted, he's a star in New Orleans. We make eye contact, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. He's like, no, he like crosses, leaves his entourage, crosses the sea of people and, and, and says what's up and like shakes wow, my head cool. off. So I was cool. like damn like really yeah. <laughs> and, and it was cool to see that and it was cool to see like that people like that and he was always like a really humble dude like we we knew we were like Alvin yeah. you're you're better than everybody here right. and, and he knew it too and rightfully so like he, he he knew that he was the best athlete on the team but he was never like a 
dick about it yeah. or an asshole. I don't was this PG? <laughs> you know, we haven't started. <laughs> no, okay, you're good. You're he good. was never a butt about oh, it. Okay. <laughs> Mom, if you're watching this, my bad. Um, he was always super cool. I remember having a conversation with him about it. I was like, man, you know, I want to do what you're doing, man. I want to go to the big time. He's like, man, you just have to be dedicated to it. And I didn't understand it then, but like looking and seeing what he's done now and, and how like watch dude just, he always said, he's like, dude, I'm here to do my time, not to like jail, but I'm here. I got to do what I got to do and I got to get out. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know I'm going like one, one semester, one, and yeah. I'm, like one year I'm out. So yeah. it was kind of cool. And you're around guys like that. And a lot of those guys I still talk to, which is cool. And you, you just find guys who want to compete. And it, it honestly, so, so many of those lessons translate into life. Like oh, yeah. there are so many times I'm like, man, like I'm up against, you know, so-and-so or, you know, there's times where I'm like, dang, do I really feel like doing this? But then you remember those Juco summers mm-hmm. when you're working out and heat like this mm-hmm. and, and you go on turf, <laughs> on yes. turf uh-huh. and, you, and you go inside and the cafeteria's closed and you're like, wait, what happened? <laughs> uh, so they send you Dylan's card and say, go crazy. And I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> but little stuff like that. And I, again, I, I, like you said, that domino effect, it's definitely mm-hmm. been all a part of my journey. I'm grateful for yeah. every second. So, yeah. well, we're both Juco products, and oh, yeah. Juco is a different. Shout out Coffeeville. Yeah, shout Very out Cali, man. Quad C, Coffeeville. <laughs> so from there, you went to K State. Yeah. Did you always want to go into journalism, or no. like, yeah, how did that come about? I, you know, it was actually funny because somebody was asking me, you know. Um, today like how have my career goals changed i'm like man i don't even know if i have career goals Ooh, that you sound like me. <laughs> i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad well, thing career. but <laughs> there's just so many things that i feel like i want to chase yes. Yes. and 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 so you know when i first got to uh hutch i wanted to do uh more of like law law enforcement mm-hmm. want to be in the fbi my mom is a judge so just being around you know that my entire life first black female judge in the state of Kansas. Hey, about to say we gotta talk about her. Shouts to Mom Dukes. Um, and so that was the start, and then somewhere along the way, I got hit by this bug, and I knew that for me, ball was gonna stop one day. I knew I wasn't gonna go to the league. Could I have given it a hundred and ten thousand percent? Maybe sniff the practice squad, sure. But I'm six foot on a good day, two hundred twenty pounds back then not the fastest person to leave the stable. So I'm like, all right, let's start thinking about something different. But I knew I wanted to stay around the game. And I knew I loved, you know, the idea of talking to people. I knew I loved being able to create. And I always got in trouble at school for talking. So I'm like, why not <laughs> Why not get paid for it one day? Right. And the guy who really, you know, I really looked up to is the late Stuart Scott, the old ESPN host, uh, was taken way too soon. Um, but I remember growing up and just watching – him on ESPN, ESPN2 to be exact, there was a, a show called Stump the Schwab, and it was like these people who think they would know everything about sports would come on and go against this guy who legitimately, I think all he did was sit around and look up random facts about sports. But it, Stuart Scott is what brought it all together. And, and in that, I saw me. I saw a guy who looks like me, who's, you know, got the suits on, flies can be using the things that I understand, like you know, the little vernacular that he would use. And, like, I'm like, that could be me. And so um, over time, I just kind of saw that, and I decided to chase it. And there was a few things here and there. Um, The summer before my junior year going to K-State, I actually interned at two spots I went to, ironically, Cake TV. So the the other station, they didn't hire me. I've heard reasons why. But I've never been able to confirm. Cake was not on your side. They were not on my side. Yikes. I didn't really apply there, but I yeah, I've got some they weren't they weren't messing with the kid. Neither here nor there. Um, and then I did an internship with the Chiefs, uh, in their for their training camp up in St. Joe, Missouri. So um Got to do that, and the big thing that I knew why I chose K-State, you know, I met a professor, random, so my dad, he has this thing where he'll talk to anybody, and it will definitely make you stay late, you'll be the last person to leave church, and it'll definitely open some doors for you, and this time it was the latter. So, um, we're up at K-State, I'm on a visit, and um, this random lady, you know, has her door open, and you know, my dad peeks in, and He's like talking to her. He's like, so what's up? And I'm like, dad, like, 
what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you don't know her. And um, she got to talking, and then he, like, she was like, yeah, my son's on a visit here, blase, blase. And um, it turned, it, sure enough, we got to talking about what I wanted to do and my dreams and my goals. And she was like, if you come here, I'll take care of you. Like, I'll make sure you get to where you want to be. And I was like, I met you 30 minutes ago. <laughs> she was like, just by talking to you and by seeing the people that, you know, who have raised you and the way I'm talking to you, I can tell that you care. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty deep. So I decided to go there and she did everything she said she would. And that's awesome. that's really cool. um, I knew that there was if there was ever a a chance for me to be able to be in that position one day, I'd want to be able to do the same. And so, especially in the world of journalism, and we've seen it, especially over the last, you know, few years, how important true journalism is, how important accuracy is, Mm -hmm. how important straight down the line, not leaning journalism is. And so to be able to be able to kind of like share my story with her in that instance and she trusted me to be a person to do that one day I was like okay this means a lot and this kind of made me want to stick with it and got into my classes and over the course of time I just it was natural it was just kind of like it it fit you know it was like riding a bike I was doing things that I'd never done before but I was just natural at it and I was like well okay like let's see what this is really about and um and then I did it and you know graduated started a few months later at my old job now and did a lot of crazy things there. Paige, you can you can attest to it, you know. <laughs> sure can. Um, so, yeah, I don't know when I fell in love with it, but I knew that it happened, and I knew that it was something that I wanted to try. You know, currently not in that role anymore um, because I it's time for me to try something different, and, you know, I'm blessed to be in the position that I'm in now. But um, it's just all a part of the game plan, you know, and it's all part of, you know, the bigger picture. That domino effect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I have a story to tell you because uh, you mentioned that woman at K-State. Yeah. And you said that someday if you were in that position, you'd want to be able to help somebody out like that. Yeah. So Joanna Chadwick was our first okay. interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, somehow you came up, I don't know, like casually. She was talking shit easily. She was, yeah. like, <laughs> she was like, you know who you shouldn't have on this show? Absolutely not Braxton Jones. No, Hard but she said, she said something about like her son, you know, she does journalism at Derby. Jesus. Yeah. And he broke some story. It was, I want to say, like a COVID. Oh, yeah. Story. They had to they had to postpone a game. Yeah, yeah. And he COVID. broke it. He broke it. And um, and she said that they were getting all this kind of like negative yeah. pushback on it and stuff uh-huh. because they didn't want this out. And after everything was all said and done, you called him yeah. and like congratulated him or told him that he did a good job or something like that, like encouraged him. Yeah. And that stuck with her and him. Yeah. And so, you know, you are doing what you mm-hmm. wanted to do yeah. because like clearly that's, I mean, it Making meant a, a lot difference. to him. Yeah. 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 So. Dude, that was a crazy deal. And it was like, crazy. <laughs> looking back, I was like, you know, I get why people don't want it. And, it, and COVID's such a right, left up down thing now mm-hmm. so but i think people and the games ended up did getting postponed and canceled i'm like you can't really be mad about the right. kid he, he did it and there was like so many different stories like oh he was out people were outside listening in and i was like okay like, i don't even know what to believe i remember anymore. that i remember yeah. like obviously living in derby growing up here my mom's a teacher and just following all that stuff on facebook and whatnot and it just being a big deal, like, what's going on? Yeah. Is the whole team, like, sick? Or is nobody yeah. sick? Like, what? Yeah. Like, it was just very... Now, maybe it's because I am I live here and I feel like I'm in... I feel like I'm in the know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm very out of touch. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but I, I remember that. Like, it was a thing. I just remember on social yeah. media being a yeah. thing. And then it, then it died down a week later, and they came back right. in one state, and nobody was talking about it. Yeah, so yeah as long as they're winning, that's all I care about. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, pretty much. But, yeah, I was like, that's crazy, because I remember... You know, sitting in the newsroom and people are coming over to me asking me. I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, I just got here like the rest of you. Like, right, I don't right. know what's going on. Well, like, green you... is magic. I get that. Yeah. For life. <laughs> um, but I don't know what But I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm actually happen. not in high school. Yeah. It's like, really hard to say. <laughs> I, I'm not, like, calling and, like, talking to people every day. And they were like, well, can you figure it out? I'm like, I, I, where did, what do you guys know? I don't know anything. Like, what are we doing? Well, and nobody could figure anything out. And then that was kind of what everybody had to go on. And it was like reported awesome. and then so i was like yeah good good for, i was like i told him that's the biggest story of the day and you know whether it's it was a big deal because it was a, what it was that season where you know we, people were still trying to get football to be played especially yeah. 259 in wichita mm-hmm. they weren't budging and then was they came back the beginning of the season 
Yeah. Okay, so I remember I remember the whole scheduling and like nobody wanted to play them because them, but like COVID and just being a whole a whole thing trying to get games going on yeah. and people getting pissed like sure. well, what you know the forfeit yeah, or like, what are we gonna do their records gonna they're gonna have a yeah. loss and like a whole big deal like mm-hmm. whoo winning is really important for these yeah. children. That one was a that <laughs> one was weird because it was just like. I think because they were supposed to play like Oklahoma yeah, team or something, yeah, and yeah, then which like I was kind of crazy. COVID kind of shut that down, I guess. And then again, like I to this day, I don't really know. But then, like I was told that they were like trying to get other schools, and other schools were like yay, other schools were like nay, mm-hmm. and so it just didn't happen. And then you know, again, they were back playing who yeah. they were supposed to play, beat everybody, somehow. and then yeah, one state. So That's yeah, that was that was a crazy. I forgot all about that. Maybe we can ask Clark when he gets here if we ever. Yeah, (laughs) I say that like we've already talked to him. We want to have him on. Oh yeah. But hey, Brandon. Yeah. Clark's a good dude. Clark's like my favorite. He's my favorite coach I've ever played for. Oh really? Coach Clark. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is a good guy. And what he's done for Derby football and Derby in general is really really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, Derby football was a thing, you know, because I outdate y'all. Okay. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> Derby football was a thing when I was younger, but it's not, uh-huh. it wasn't anything like how it we was. We went through now. a very rough patch there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, we weren't rough. good, but still, people like came out. My senior year, we weren't that good. Like, it didn't I mean, matter. We were okay, but like. Everyone was there. Yeah, everyone yeah. was there. That's what I'm saying. But like now, it's way bigger than it was back then, yeah. even. Mm-hmm. And it was big back then. So, did you only do football? I didn't. I did basketball at every two, and I do have to give oh, a shout out to my. To my guy, Coach Floor, I know I said Clark is my favorite, but Floor is definitely like right up there with Clark. Like those two guys. Yeah, those guys definitely. And the reason why I love both of them so much is that they cared about me off the field and off the court. Um, and even to this day, when I see both of them, it's always a hug. It's always, how, how are you? How is your family? Like, what are you doing these days? And yeah. that, to me, that's always been the mark of a coach. That's been the yeah. mark of like somebody who cares like mm-hmm. well beyond um, I take off a uniform that helps you win, mm-hmm. that could bring you success. And so both of those coaches to this day are very much, you know, whether it's on Twitter or whether it is, you know, seeing them at games, they're always pretty involved still. Yeah. I think that's always been cool. That's yeah, cool. that's cool. I think a mark of a good coach is when players go back yeah. and they visit their coaches and mm-hmm. they go talk to them. And yeah. I don't say that because I do it all the time, <laughs> but I really, I mean, truly, because yeah. if you don't, connect to the coach and they're not a big part of their, your life like that, you don't go back and support them Yeah. years later, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, maintain that relationship. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Florida doesn't get enough credit from the, cause I know Derby's a football town. Trust me. Been there. Loved mm. it. But Florida's done a lot of good things for the basketball team too. Like yep. we've, they, he's taken them to state countless times. Mm-hmm. Our team was the furthest. We were ran into the best team in the state and lost by 40, but came back in one third. <laughs> so, I know he as much as he and he he really does. You see the kind of the stuff that Clark has implemented with the football team, kind of going over the basketball side mm-hmm. too, or mm-hmm. like kids camps and getting kids yeah, involved right. earlier. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think it's one of the unique things about Derby is like you can see how it's built from the yeah. ground up for all the boy sports. Yeah, see that's something that needs to change. I'm yeah. with you there. That's we something really different. Well, especially <laughs> that's with the basketball at Derby because girls' <clears throat> basketball at Derby is also very good. incredible. Yeah. Like, so yeah, they mm-hmm. second at state this year yep. can definitely be. Yeah, well, and also on that level, the wrestling program, which is actually girls and boys, they're I starting know, like young, that. young, mm-hmm. doing the, the junior, derby junior, junior wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, and it's also a big thing. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. We would really love, obviously, as derby products, female athletes, we would really love to see derby, ad- you know, adopt that with, adopt that, take that in with others. You know, the female yeah. sports. Yeah, yeah. I don't like you know going to derby basketball games. We go to the girls' games. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Kimberly Carvana, we talk about her a lot. Yeah. Oh, we were <laughs> she, in high school together. Yeah. She's my daughter's cousin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Aunt, cousin, whatever. Um, so we go support her and just, you know, I hate seeing how the student section, the crowd's just not as big as the yeah. boys. It's like, oh, we've always had that issue. So you grew up playing football mainly, mm-hmm. basketball, probably some other things growing up, but then you go cover the winter olympics yeah how like i wouldn't even know okay there's a couple of things like i wouldn't even know where to start like sure. i don't even know how <laughs> half that stuff is scored yeah and then also like i would be so starstruck like even if i didn't know somebody and then i found out they were like i'd be like oh my gosh like take your picture with me yeah. how was that for you oh man it, i often tell people that the olympics was the best month of my life um not only being able to travel you know, it was my first time ever leaving the country and then doing it 
at the world's biggest sporting stage. Yeah. And it's like, dude, this is nuts. And I'll never forget my first event because we got to like go. We can buy tickets to go watch events. I went and I watched um, short track, like speed skating. Mm -hmm. And that is huge in Korea. And it was so crazy at the time because all the things politically were lining up. North Korea and South Korea have the joint team and they had like a cheer section, which was we presumed Hopefully I'm not being ignorant here, but they were all from North Korea because they were like all dressed the same. They all walked in a single file, like up and filed into the stands and made the same movement the entire oh, night. Wild. I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> but then, and they actually won the first gold medal that night and that arena went insane. And it was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever, and then seeing it and then you go back that was Mame Baini's first year. She was a short track, you know, kind of an up-and-coming star for Team USA. You know, we're kind of sitting up here, and I have the video on my phone, and, like, she's just, like, sitting right next to me, and I'm like, <laughs> she's going to win a gold medal one day. And it's just, like, doing things like that, and it's crazy to see what events each country kind of excels at. And, you know, um, I remember one of my friends that I met there, her best friend's brother was on Team USA then, so he was a ski jumper. And we went to the ski jumping, and I'm like, dude, I've never seen it, but people are literally flying through the air. Mm -hmm. I'm like, one, how insanely, mm -hmm. like, crazy are you to do that? And right. two, like, it was insane because, like, I think Norway was a country that was, like, really, I think they honestly ended up taking gold in it. And, like, just to see, like, their fans and, like, their, you know, people there going crazy. I have pictures on my, my camera, and, like, literally like frosted tips on their beard and it was like jesus i'm like yo this is so insane and we got to see a lot of cool different things like that you know my job day to day was basically i was just running papers around everywhere and i was like okay i'm gonna be the best paper runner you ever seen in your entire <laughs> life and um i did and it was it was cool because we worked so we were a day ahead like probably by like oh 12 13 hours something like that mm -hmm. so we would get up every day and be at the IBC International Broadcast Center at uh, 5 a.m., be able to broadcast 7.30 a.m. because that was prime time back here, so oh, seven yeah. to nine hours. So that was, oh, everything was live. Oh, boy, was it live. And it was just <laughs> like, I, that year for the Super Bowl, I had pancakes. It was like, that's how live it was because we were like a day ahead. So um, we would do that and run around and, you know, the cool thing about it is we worked 12 hours, but the rest of the day was free. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was back in college then, so I could actually, like, <laughs> I, was, I went over sleep. We didn't, yeah. we didn't need sleep. And so, Explore. Like, adventure. Yeah, adventure. Yeah, yeah. Very wholesome. And we, <laughs> we definitely, we did a lot of that. We got to go. So, like, we had a um, a local intern that was from South Korea, and she would, like, honestly kind of take us around and show us lay the land. And, like, we cool. did that. And it was so funny because we would buck her to take us so many places. And she was just on cloud nine because she was like, oh, my gosh, like, my American friends. Like, I'm yeah. going to show them around. And <laughs> she was so funny. Um, got introduced to K-pop. Got introduced introduced to Korean barbecue. By the time we were oh, leaving, yes. like, <laughs> she cooked it the first night. By the time we were about to leave, like, no, we got it. We're pros now. And we cooked it the last time. And, you know, it was just kind of cool. And it was crazy. There is... <sighs> Fun night, uh, fun nights. Wow, there's a um, a house. It's the Dutch house. So each country has like different houses, like okay. if you will. Not everyone, but um, we went to Team USA's house, which was honestly insane. It was after the men's curling team had won their gold medal, um, and they just like come in and everybody shared the USA, USA. <laughs> so that was cool. Probably the strongest rum and cokes that I've ever had poured in my life. <laughs> Free food. I'm like, yo. Shout out Team USA. And like, we should so not be in here. We're like, yo. But we got passes. Like, we were have the, have the badge to prove. But like, dude, like, it's like insane. Like, you're, you know, Lindsey Vaughn. You know, you're Chloe okay. Kim's. You're, you're, you're everybody's like there. Who's are these athletes? And so we got to hang out. And one night we went to the Dutch house, um, and they're sponsored by Heineken. And their their house traditionally is like a club. It is a, <laughs> you go there every single night to turn up. Oh, and cool. in Rio, the Olympics before was like a poolside beach club type thing. This one was just like, a, yo, this is a club. And <laughs> all you're drinking is Heineken. And had a, may or may not have overslept the next night, next day. 
and we were like we stumbled back in and our boss she was like you guys were the Heineken house didn't you <laughs> she could we're, smell it we were like could you tell seeping out your pores <laughs> like what happened I think we slept like when we had downtime we slept because like we had a little office to ourselves one of my friends was under the table I'm like in a chair facing away from the door so you can't see I'm asleep and it was wild but yeah it was the best month of my life I can go on and on about South Korea it, it was cool and just to be able to see it all come together I think because you sit there and from home it's cool because it's round the clock 24 7 Olympics like you you can turn it on and catch anything but there we were there from literally you know the very from before the opening ceremony to you know I left the day after closing and you know you just see it all go um to work and then it was interesting enough from the broadcast perspective um, they were like, okay, like we're tearing this down, but we're going right to the next spot, which, you know, was supposed to be 2020, but that yeah. didn't happen. So it's like, I know people were like stuck, you know, cause they were over there for COVID trying to work, trying to build stuff for the next Olympics, but they're like, they didn't have it. So, um, but yeah, it was phenomenal. I got to try things that I never thought I'd try, do things I never thought I'd do. And it was the best month ever. That's amazing. I, know. I'm I just keep picturing like, like frat party. That's exactly meets, right. Like Grammys after party. That's like what I'm thinking. Oh, absolutely. Right <laughs> and it's like it's crazy because like after it was funny. So after the Olympians like compete when they're done, like they go to McDonald's. Like there was, <laughs> there was like a, a, a like a McDonald's there, and like because they haven't done it in forever. They and they just drink and chill and yeah. like party and it's like this is kind of crazy I remember, and like and you see people you know uh, so when we NBC does all the gold medal interviews so when I was there that was Sean White's last gold so saw Sean White Sean White was cool he took pictures with like everybody there was like a line they were like okay it's like they and they would come in and, and um, like eat lunch in our cafeteria because like a super dope like yeah. spread like everything 24 hours like yo this is legit that's awesome that's the only reason I would go and then like and then when they were when they would come for their interviews they were like alright well yeah if you guys want to chill here and like eat like so like Sean White was at lunch and then like everybody was kind of like oh my god that's Sean White <laughs> and so like I think it was, maybe it was his publicist or one of the people was just like okay like let's do this so like they like lined up and like they let people line up there. it was after he was done and everything but like you could take pictures with them um, Chloe Kim, uh, Michaela Schifrin, uh, Lindsey Vaughn. Who else? It was just oh the the women's hockey team was oh, there. Cool. Um, I actually got to watch their game when they won, so that was like legit. That's it was cool. crazy. Uh, the men's curling team. Uh, golly, what's his name? Uh, Red Gerard. He was like a 15, 16 year old phenom. Was like four foot eleven, but could do. 5,000 twists and flips on a, on a snowboard. And I was like, That's okay, amazing. you're legit, bro. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And you never know who you're going to see. It was just like, yeah. oh, good morning. Like, oh, that's, you're you. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So, cool. yeah, it was pretty cool. Did you get to watch any figure skating? Because that's my favorite. Um, Do you like the figure skating? Favorite we uh, got to go, uh, man, we didn't watch any of the competition Nathan Chen was in um and I did so like I was also like a runner for like different NBC spots so um Johnny Weir and uh he was commentating he was commentating yeah and golly her name escapes me right now he's always she's always with him yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and so like I was a runner for like a lot of their like NBC spots so like if they needed something we'd go get it for them they're super duper nice like and they would just like peek their head and be like hey I'm like Hey, you're you. That would be my jaw-dropping moment, yeah. like watching, because I think what they do, I could never do that. There's a lot of things I feel like I could try and be decent yeah. at it, or at least, you know, throw me in a, a YNCA game. Flackable. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, ice skating, no. Yeah. I just, that, the blades, oh, yeah. I just, there's no way I should, could be trusted Yeah. From in, with myself, honestly. So I, that would be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Incredible. There was, <laughs> I don't want to butcher his name, but he was from Japan. Pan, I want to say the figure skater. He won gold. He's like he's the best skater I think, and still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, when he arrived in South Korea, same airport, like that. I was like there like a week before, and there were people literally lined up 
screaming tears to like look at him walk through the terminal. That's crazy. And then he, of course, went out and just obliterated the competition. But <laughs> uh, it was insane. And like when they do good in figure skating, they throw like stuffed animals on the ice. Mm-hmm. And he like there was like a zamboni, like right. sweet flowers and teddy bears. I'm like, this yeah. is unreal. And That's we got crazy. to watch it. Like, That's so cool. and just the level of difficulty and like the the room for error. Yeah, and that is just yeah. so Danger. small. Yeah, and, like I yeah. feel like he could slice my throat with other partners. That's why I always That's fear when there's yeah the partners. Yeah, the partners. Like, just, I'm always like, oh my gosh. Um, okay, so how, one, how did you get that internship? Like, what was that through? And then two, like, did you have to, because these are, like, big-name athletes. Everybody knows, like, Sean yeah. White and mm-hmm. stuff. But, like, did you, like, some of them, you know, you don't see but every four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you have to, like, study before you go? Or you like, I want to make sure I know who everybody like prepare, is. Yeah. yeah um, so, so long story short about how I got the internship, Domino Effect. Hmm. Once there again, so the same yep. professor. That's the title of this episode. Domino Effect. Yes, okay. Braxton Jones. The same professor that convinced me to come to K-State told me about this opportunity in New York City um, that I should go networking event crazy. And if I, she's like, if you do good here, um, they also have a summer internship program that's paid. They fly you out. They give you room and board, everything. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go check it out. I had no idea what this was all about. And she was just like, it's an amazing opportunity. It's for like multicultural, you know, people, students who are up and coming. I'm like, okay, cool, I'll go check it out. And um, in it, you know, um, it's run by two amazing women, Lauren and Joyce. Lauren and Joyce, I love you with everything in my heart. You guys are amazing. Um, And so I was there, and the first day was career panels, and the second day was like um, a career fair where you can go, and there were people who were looking for jobs and internships. And I remember like, man, like, this is it. I actually got my summer internship for the next year to go back and do the fellowship with them there that day. Um... So I met um, a representative from NBC. Her name is Shawanda Walker. She's no longer there. We hit it off. She's like, dude, if I'd have met you three months ago, you'd be going to Rio with me for the Olympics. I'm like, well, damn. Don't tell me that. (laughs) That is awesome. But still, we stayed in contact. You know, she's a, I think she's at Meta now. Um, Haven't, need to reconnect with her. But I go back to New York that summer. In turn, we get coffee. We talk. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is like what I want to do. Like, you know, next steps. And she's like, you know, thanks for reaching out. We go over things. We just talk. We just catch up. Fast forward a few months later, next summer, she's like, yo, Brax, like, you know, summer internships are starting. I have one here in Stanford where NBC Sports is located. Uh, I didn't get that one. But she's like, well, okay, what about these? You can do local, local sports. You can go to, back to New York and go to L.A. I was like, let's go to L.A., West Coast. I've never been. Cool. Boom. And so I get that one. I fly out. And I'm in the first day of the internship it's like all the interns there and everybody's talking about the winter olympics i'm like man my black ass ain't going to too damn cold forget that <laughs> and i'm like nah brax okay like what do you say we we try this out and then i was looking like when our applications are open blah 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 and so i just reach out uh, i email shawanda like hey shawanda you know thanks again for helping me get here blah 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 i'm settling in i love it uh i heard some kids talking about the winter games and you know i just want to throw my name in the hat like what do you think the best way to do it she was like applications close today if you can get me your resume, cover letter, and uh, application done by close of business, you're good. Wow. I got it done in 30 minutes. I went, I went back to my desk, sat there, and did it. And from there, it was uh, a recorded screening interview, answer questions. And then um, after that, I got a call. It was in September. I'll never forget. I was in the car with a friend of mine, Caleb, and um, there her name was Judy Cloyd. She's like, is this Braxton? I'm like, yeah, who is this? Hi, I'm Judy Cloyd with NBC. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> She's like, I just want to let you know you're going to the Olympics with us in, in February. I was like, what? <laughs> wow. Wow. So um, almost didn't get to go because my passport took forever to get in. And I was like, Ooh. I was up against the deadline. Part of procrastination. Second part, <laughs> passport. Um, but I did get to go again, best month of my life. And so that's how I got it. That domino effect. Yeah. You never know who you're going to know and who you're going to meet. Um, did I study? Yes and no. I wanted to know who was like going to be there and who like was going to run into and things like that. And I was always a big like, like I loved the Olympics and like the Winter Games especially because yeah. I was a big snowboarding fan growing up. Like Sean White, you know, Mountain Dews, baby. Like I remember oh, that. Man. And so um, it was always like one of the things that I kind of knew who was who a little bit. Not as well versed as I was as I'd like to be going in. But it was definitely one of those things like. 
all right, like that's not look like a total doofus when you're out mm-hmm. here, but it it was it was easy to do. And then like NBC did a really good job of like their series before on the athletes, like this is who they are. These are the stories leading up to it. And just to be able to sit there and watch them put those together. It was like, wow, this is insane. So you learn about them there. Before the world sees their story, you're kind of in the process looking at them do it. So it was Behind pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely cool. cool. Well, do you think that a lot of people, or do you even know uh, that applied for that? Uh, yeah. So I, I think a lot applied. There were... So there were interns back here in the States and there were interns in Korea as well. So mm-hmm. I think like there were maybe a hundred interns um, over in um, Korea and it was so cool. I, I always take a little bit of pride of it that they were from big schools, USC, you know, Northwestern, right. Syracuse. And here I am just from happy old Kansas State. Yes. And I'm like, you know, it's one of those moments where you, you can't, you don't have time to question if you belong, you have to show it. Right. And that was one of the things I was like, okay, like these are the people who are, you know, the cream of the crop. That's what they say. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm going to hustle harder than anybody here. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, try to network. I'm going to, if I'm running scripts, damn it, I'm going to be the fastest scripter in the world. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, and it showed and it paid off. You know, I'm still in contact with a lot of people there today. And so it's been, it, it worked out. That's what I was going to ask. What you thought set you apart? How you got that? Uh, Really, I think a lot of right place, right time. I I have to give credit to Shawanda and you know even guiding me in the place, the connections. And but that, but those are all fostered. Those are all fostered. Mm And if I had never had like reached out to have conversation with her, just in general to connect, I would have been like a fool going back, like, hey, give me the Olympics, what's up? But you know because those relationships were were fostered over time, like being able to talk to people, like not what can you do for me, but like I really want to get to know you as a person. Those conversations take you further than anything else, Mm -hmm. and I think that they they've taken me a lot of places. They're they're taking me to where I am today. Just being able to talk to people and make those connections is because so often you know we are in a world of me, me, me. And mm-hmm. a lot of times when you slow down and you know, okay, what about you? There's so much that you will take away and that you will learn if you just want to listen. Yeah. So I think that's kind of helped me out. That's cool. Yeah. So then like, I know I was there for part of the time that you're at KWCH. Yeah. And you like did sports and news yeah. report and anchor. And that was like really fast. I feel like that you like moved up in that too. Um, but what was your favorite or some of your favorite things to cover? Because like at least through sports, I don't know, probably with news too, you got to do some cool stuff. Yeah, I did a lot of crazy things. You know, I went to the Super Bowl. Um, I would have went to Tampa, but COVID was a hell of a drug. I would have went to L.A., but they choked in the second half. <laughs> Still not over that. Um, I did get to go to the Final Four this last year with KU, which I think was a crazy run, mm-hmm. just being there for that. And I got to saw a lot of ends. Like, I saw Coach K's last game. I oh. saw, you know, Bill Self win his second title. You know, it was yeah. something that he had been kind of after for so long. Mm-hmm. I got to see, you know, the people that were there. I think we ran into... Dr. J was just like walking behind one of my live shots. Grant Hill was in one of my live shots. And it's like, yo, like these people are just like chilling. And mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. And even the ride, the the multiple stops there. So we went from Kansas City with the Big 12 tournament, then to Fort Worth first round, then to Chicago, then to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to do that. Um, I've loved the places I've been able to go. But I think my favorite thing, honestly would probably be high school sports. And yeah. I say that because they probably appreciate it a little more, you know, especially the parents. When I, you know, announced that I was leaving news, um, I got a lot of different DMs and, you know, messages and comments about leaving. And they were from different people that were saying, like, you know, you might not remember this, but, you know, this really stuck with me when you said this and when you did this. And, it's cool to see that, again, I never set out to be some kind of celebrity or to be some kind of superstar, but to be able to have a mark mm-hmm. and to be able to say I did something that helped someone. Yeah. And, you know, I think it was one of my favorite ones is it was a kid. Um, he played for Goddard, his mom, DME, and I, he, it was a basketball highlight I was calling on the Catch a Kansas show. And I was like, go to work, big fella. And... <laughs> I guess that turned into their thing. They got T-shirts made. Aww, they, so cool. his his dad says it to him before every game. Go to work, big fellow. So I'm like, I was just talking, being me, right. but that made him special in that moment. Stuck with him. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, that's cool. And you know, the countless, 
being back to be able to see all these derby championships is cool. You know, I was with Clark, you know, when they won, um, covered a couple of his. And, you know, just being able to see those guys that were in derby junior football when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And now they're, you know, where, where they've always dreamed Incredible. to be. Winning those state championships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, um, it's cool to see those guys grow up. And so, yeah, just stuff like that. I think that's what always has kind of separated high school from the rest. And the others are cool. You know, high school's not taking me to the Final yeah. Four or the Super, or the <laughs> right. Super Bowl. Right. You know, the Super Bowl, I did almost get run over by Beyonce's golf cart twice in that same day. I <laughs> and was, I would be okay with that. I was probably from here to probably that wall was where Beyonce was. And that was the only time my jaw That's about dropped. 10 feet. It's about 10 feet, yeah. <laughs> it's about 10 feet. And I literally, my jaw left to right complete followed. <laughs> Never thought I would have a jaw-dropping moment, but... It was Beyonce. That sounds a lot yeah. more tame than how I would have reacted. Um, Her bodyguards were very large. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I do. I feel like I get off stage five clinger vibes yeah. in all ways. Yeah. Beyonce's Pop, Pop, Don Staley. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce's definitely on that list. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're going to get run over by anybody's golf cart, let it be Beyonce. It was, right. And it was honestly crazy because, like, we were just standing there because, like, they've blocked off so much. There's not really anybody driving and... All I see is this girl. She's running in heels. I was like, yo, that's impressive. You're moving pretty fast. She's like, I need you guys to clear the way. I'm like, fuck. Like, the freak. <laughs> Jesus, this is a family podcast. Um, I'm just like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, everybody's walking here. Like, no. And then I see this larger guy. He's like, clear the way. And, like, everybody, like, scatters. And I'm like, okay, well, why? You just see these golf carts. I'm like, really? These golf carts? And on the front... There's this guy in the passenger seat. He's got his feet kicked up on, like, the front. And I'm like, he's leaning back, hat, shades, hair's kind of hanging out of his, under his hat. And I'm like, man, that guy looks a lot like Sean Carter. I know he's going to say that. And I'm like, there's no way. And then he gets closer. I'm like, that is Jay-Z. Wow. <laughs> and so he rolls by in his. And then on the back of the second one is just Beyonce in blue. Just chilling. Uh, and she said, everyone get in formation. Get in formation. <laughs> of my way. <laughs> and it, it was crazy because, and Hindo can verify this, it happened twice. It happened when we were going and it happened when we were leaving. Wow. That's and I was just like. Ran over your foot twice? Almost ran over me twice. Wow. And I was what like, the insurance claim on that? Okay. I'm like, look, ah, I've fallen. I can't, can't get, get up. Just adopt me if you want. That's right. That's awesome. That's a pretty cool story. It's crazy. So um, we'll just tag Beyonce, and I'm sure she'll reach out. Yeah, yeah I'm and sure. She's probably been waiting to be on Jersey Girls. <laughs> That's that guy's name. I'm yeah. looking for him. We, we made eye contact. I'm pretty sure she was just looking through me, but we made eye contact. Don't tell anybody that. Yeah, it's all good. That's awesome. I'm a little hurt that your favorite part wasn't working with me, but... <laughs> well, you were there some Friday nights. You were there some Friday nights. You burned the midnight oil with us. What I like to call the utility player. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good position to be in. Absolutely. That's more versatile. Coaches look for that. They want a utility. <laughs> yeah, yes. coaches and news directors, apparently. Yeah. So, my question so you've obviously covered, I say obviously, I assume, um, Derby on a Friday night at home. Yeah. As a journalist. Uh-huh. Okay. So, that energy, which I've been there, it's incredible. How do you compare that as like your first game on the field? As a Derby Panther. Oh, my god! Like, I feel like it's very similar, but two totally different. Yeah. So, levels. crazy enough, our first game that year was on the road against Salina South. It was number one in 6A, number one in 5A. We mm-hmm. beat them. I said, they're usually pretty good. Yeah. I had a crazy game. I had, like, 17 tackles, something like that. And it was an amazing game. Played out of my mind. I remember that, by the way, because then my mom's the, obsessed. Really? <laughs> yes. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Um, and the second game was our first home game, but it was also military night. Mm, and so night. I'm like, yo, what is this? I'm like, yeah, they're going to bring in a ball on a helicopter. They're going to have motorcycles. I'm like, bro, what? Like, <laughs> we just not going to run out the tunnel and like go play the game. And, um, they're like, no, nah, you'll not see. Here, <laughs> and I was like, bro, this is crazy. And I'll never forget that one because that was the first time we wore the camo jerseys. And nobody knew about him. And, like, I was a captain that year. And, like, people were starting in the room. I was like, Clark, do we have camouflage jerseys? He's like, we can barely afford to get you guys helmets. I was like, 
okay. Now, 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 now I'm like, y'all got like, y'all, y'all, now I'm like, I got the Oregon uh, uh, of combinations. Y'all got more than anybody. So he was like, nah, man, we ain't got no camel jerseys, man. Get out of here with that. I was like, okay, I believe you. Like, that's cool. Let's ride. And so we get there and we warm up in like our regular greens, game days. Like, yeah, we, we chilling. And then like, we all go in and we're about to walk into the locker room and I just hear screaming. I'm like, yo. Is everybody okay? Like, uh, again, I'm new. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. Do y'all normally scream? Right. I go like, back into the locker room after warm ups. <laughs> and then I just see guys like, ah, holding up these jerseys. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? But while we were out warming up, they put all of our jerseys like in our lockers. Mm-hmm. So we changed into those ones, which was cool. That's and, smart. That's a smart move. And he was like, don't get distracted. We still got a game to win, blah, blah, blah. And that it was cool. I think we ended up, we played Anniversary Central that game. We ended up winning pretty big. But that was my first home game. You come out and inner Sandman playing. you in the tube going nuts. The roller coaster in the student section. The roller coaster is going crazy. I'm like, yo, like. This is crazy. It won't. The crazy atmosphere was probably with my last game. We played Hutch that year. Ooh. Substate. That was standing room only. Like, people like wrapped around. Like, mm-hmm. this is. Un- and I, all of Hutch is there. I'm all sure. of Hutch was there. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we, they had like closed the gates because they're like, there's nowhere else for people. I'm I, pretty sure I was there. I think that that's why that they honestly built on the stadium because it was like, that was like the first time that they told me that they, it was crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And. I'll never forget that. That one was wild. Lost by one point. I'm still heartbroken to this day. We would have went to state and won, but it's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, yeah, the atmosphere is un- unmatched. And I tell people, like, if I have a kid and I'm here, like, they're going to Derby. Like, they've got to get that experience. Um, but it's it's crazy. And going back, you know, the first few years after, it's always cool to be on the sideline and just kind of see it. You know, now and I, I've always been back. I've always uh-huh. been back on that sideline. So it's always been kind of a unique perspective. And it's like – Okay, I see why. And I see, and I seeing the Friday night atmosphere, but knowing what Saturday and then Monday through Thursday look like for these guys. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Like everybody sees this, but man, the other stuff is what makes it special. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that all this is like the the icing on the cake, but those guys, I don't know what they're doing every throughout the week. I know what it's like, and it's just cool to see it. Mm-hmm. So. so now, um, are you going to go as a spectator? Because this will be your first yeah. Jersey football season. You're not playing no. or covering? Not playing, covering. There might be a few. I might sneak out there. Um, I've been asked to do some freelance work. So if I ever want to go out and shoot a game, that'll be the one that I'm like, all right, I'll go here. But mm-hmm. I probably will uh, just to be able to, and again, you know, they'll probably let me on the sideline just because that's how – Olmstead and Clark, those guys, they roll. They're like, hey, you know, been there once. It means something to go back. So, um, I feel like I could go stand on the sideline. They wouldn't think it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might have to remind them, like, oh, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. They're like, let's, let's call. I just hop over the fence. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably go back. It'll be cool. They got some special guys. Of course, Dylan, um, he's a fantastic player. He's a fantastic kid, you know. Edwards? Uh, Dylan Edwards, right? yeah. Yeah, Susan. And so, all about the Derby sports. Yeah. A big fan. So, he's a fantastic kid. Watch him his last go around and, you know, again, these are guys who are like youngins coming up mm. and then, you know, I remember when they were talking about Dylan's freshman year, I just left and, you know, they were like, I was coming back soon for some games. Like, yeah, we got these kids coming in. I'm like, okay, cool. And so, you see him now, it's like, yeah, they were right. So, yeah. pretty so legit. What, what advice would you give those kids? Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Enjoy oh, yeah. it. This, every second. Every of second. It. Mm-hmm. Even the stuff that you hate. Even mm-hmm. the stuff that you are like, man, this is some stuff. Like, no, nah, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And because every level after that, it's a job. Mm-hmm. It is a job. And you guys know playing, you know, going to college and doing this is, it's, it, you'll never get Friday nights back playing mm-hmm. in front of the, the, the people who helped raise you, the people who care about you the most. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Especially in Dylan's case, he'll go be able to play in front of thousands of people on right. Saturdays. But there's not going to be anything that's going to you'll, you'll never get this back. Mm-hmm. The yeah. nostalgia, the the connection, that deep rooted like yeah. support and love, and people knowing yeah. your story and where you come from, what, what street you live on, like yeah. that kind of stuff. That yeah, stuff. It's, it's, it's next level. Yeah, that whole the whole town shuts down, mm-hmm. and it's like now nah, gone to the football game. Yeah. I remember even some like just like the tough practices we had. Like, yeah, 
me and my teammates grinding, running up, you know, doing stadiums mm-hmm. in the heat, and we're all sweating, and we're all drenching and just gross and hating our lives and trying not to throw up, and, like, just knowing that we're all feeling the exact same in that exact same moment, I, I don't know. Those are some of my yeah. favorite memories. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, grind, like, how who misses the sweat? Yeah. The tears and the grind and the blood and all that stuff. But it does. Like, that, when you bond in that moment, it's... It stays with you. It's, yeah. it's a big deal. So Yeah, you don't so get that cool. back. So you got to yeah. enjoy while you got it for Every sure. Every second, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Preach. I didn't have that with soccer. <laughs> 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 Our coach made us meditate at practice. You know no, what? That's no. really good for That's you important. Too, okay? That is important. I carried that into my adult life. That's hey, sure. see those lessons. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yes. Okay. Well, you have anything else? Well, let me check my paper. <laughs> Um, no, I'm good. All right. Well, I don't have any other questions. Really thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for helping us out. Too. Yes, we appreciate you. Honorary Jersey girl. Oh, yeah, it's lit. In the house. When the merch comes, I need a shirt. Oh, you'll get oh, it's one. Coming. I mean, no. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Shout out to Bittersweet and Derby. Yeah. We have My lots girl. of people asking for some merch. I so. know. We're working on it. We've got to get some for all of our guests. Yeah. Yes, thank you. So Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Well, You ready to sign off? Let's wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Yeah. Hopefully with a new guest. (laughs) Just got to say hopefully because. You just never know. You know, roadblocks. All right. Bye. Bye. Boom. I feel like that needs no editing.